This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Jeff Rieger. It's episode three of The Daily Ticket. It's really great to be here. As always, I appreciate the comments from the first two episodes. Today I'm outside in my beautiful backyard. It is gorgeous. We need to really savor these days as a plane flies above my head. We need to savor these days because unfortunately it's going to be October before you know it. It's going to be cold weather and then we're going to be remembering when. But why be a downer? Why be a bummer? Because the Lions get good news today. The Lions got good news yesterday. They cut down to their 53-man roster. And the only thing that really stuck out to me was cornerback Emmanuel Mosley's off the pup list, and he's eligible to play opening night against the Chiefs in Kansas City. I don't think that's going to happen. I find the move interesting. But you do know that they struggle right now to find depth at the cornerback position. Jerry Jacobs on one side, Cam Sutton on the other. Brian Branch could be in the mix. Stephen Gilmore made the team. He could be in the mix as well. But Emmanuel Mosley, if he could play sooner than later, would be fantastic for the Lions, of course, suffering the injury with San Francisco last year. So we'll wait and we'll see. But I do think it's good news because I was counting on a guy like Mosley not even to be around. So that's the one tweak, the one thing I found interesting about roster cutdown day. Other than that, it's a bunch of guys that you knew were going to get cut that got cut. It is what it is. Hopefully, everybody finds a home on a practice squad, on a team. And hopefully, the Lions are better off for it. So we move on to something else because that was just a little tidbit of good breaking news from yesterday. The thing I really want to talk about, I'm going to put it on the banner below. See that? And you're probably saying to yourself, shut up with this SOL. Season hasn't even started yet. Why are you bringing up SOL? I did not bring it up. I was listening to our morning show, Stoney and Jansen. And Jim Costa was in for Stoney. And by the way, you can, on the daily ticket feed, you can find every big moment from each show, whether it's Stoney and Jansen, Carson Anderson, Valenti and Rico, even myself and Wojo. I'll be up on the daily ticket feed. But I was listening to the morning show yesterday, and Jim Costa brought up a great topic. And I want to make sure I got this right. So Costa was walking around Eastern Market, right? And in Eastern Market, in one of the shops, he saw a T-shirt, emblem of a lion's helmet, and it said, S-O-L is dead. They then proceeded to do the topic. How do you kill S-O-L? And I immediately thought to myself, what are we doing here, people? What are we doing? The season hasn't even started yet. 
and we're planning a funeral for SOL. I mean, if SOL indeed one day did die, kick the bucket, I would hold the shiva at my place. You're all invited. We'll eat gorgeous food and we'll celebrate SOL being dead. But I do think it's a little premature. SOL is scarier than Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, and that dude from Saw combined. SOL is pure evil. I like to think of SOL as a he for some reason. I don't know if it's a he. SOL, I like to think of him as like mayhem. You ever see that insurance commercial mayhem where that dude is always warning you, get insurance or this is going to happen. And then he flies through a car window or he messes up your living room or he lights your house on fire. That is SOL for the Detroit Lions. You don't believe me? What have you never watched this team? I have proof. How many times do the Lions have to lose in the most inexplicable, crazy ways that's never happened before for you to believe that SOL is real? It was the back and forth kind of thing. Remember that on Thursday Night Football? Aaron Rodgers threw the Hail Mary touchdown pass to end the game. Jim Caldwell did not believe Rodgers had the arm strength to throw the ball 60-some yards. So he put in his lateral defense. Thus, the back and forth kind of thing. There was that game in Seattle. K.J. Wright knocked the ball out of the back of the end zone. Calvin fumbled at the goal line. Officials had no idea what the rules were. The rule was Lions won. Nobody knew that. Lions lost. Officials didn't know it. I remember Monday Night Football bitching and moaning about they got it wrong. And what did the Lions get out of it? Maybe an apology. Lions have been screwed so many times over the course of the year. They never really say anything about it. They just kind of take it and hope that it goes away. SOL makes sure that it doesn't. What about that game in Green Bay? It was during COVID. Penalty after penalty after pass interference. The two hands to the face by Trey Flowers. Total bogus. Got screwed in that game. There was picking up the flag in the Dallas playoff game in 2014. What about Jim Schwartz against the Texans throwing the challenge flag when you couldn't throw the challenge flag on Thanksgiving? Lions lost that game. I remember in 1993, the Lions last won their last division. It wasn't called the NFC North. They got to the postseason. They had a home playoff game. The last time they had a home playoff game, Chris Spielman somehow left the cover Sterling Sharp as the Packers win it on a walk-off. There was Matt Millen, there was Matt Patricia, there was Bob Quinn, there was Rod Marinelli, all the work of SOL. In fact, the Lions, as you know, were the first ever team to go 0-16. How do you think that happened? I got to give credit to SOL. He's very creative. He finds creative, different ways to lose, all with the same goal, to rip your freaking heart out. There was the golden tape play against the Falcons with the 10-second runoff. There was Kelvin not completing the process in Chicago on opening day, causing nobody to realize that nobody or anybody knows what a freaking catch is anymore. What about Mitch Trubisky dominating Detroit? That's a special kind of torment, people. Mitchell Trubisky. Remember the game? It was opening day. Matt Stafford's like third to last year. Lions led 17-0. Patricia was the coach. Only to see Trubisky lead the Bears back for victory. What about 2016? Lions had to win one of three games. There was the Giants in New York. 
There was the Cowboys. There was the Packers. Lions had to win one of three, just one of three, to win their first division since 1993. They lost all three. They made the postseason. They went to Seattle. They scored six points. Not even a touchdown. SOL's real. SOL's evil. And SOL even screws with games that the Lions don't play in. What about last year? Lions had a chance to go to the postseason. All they needed was a win against the Packers at Lambeau, which they got. And all they needed was the Rams to beat the Seahawks. They didn't. They should have. NFL later comes out and said that was the worst officiated game of the season. That, my friends, is the work of SOL. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Maybe that's his greatest work. I don't know. But he's alive and he's well. And now with the Lions being thought to be good, there's so much hype. There's so much optimism. People truly believe this team is going to be awesome. This could be a chance for SOL's greatest hit. To steal the hope and the optimism and the joy from people like he's so good at doing. Some people believe in the boogeyman. Some people believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Some people believe in Bigfoot. Some people believe in the Abominable Snowman. I believe in a much stronger power. SOL. SOL is real. So back to the morning show question. Well, how do you kill it? I consider myself an SOLologist. I've watched Lions football for, I don't know, 40 years. I've been tormented. I've been kicked. I've been punched. I vowed it off. And I always come back looking for more. So how do you kill it? The answer is simple. You win a Super Bowl. It's that simple. Over the course of my life, because I've watched the Lions struggle, I've gotten to a place where I just laugh when people say Lions and Super Bowl in the same breath. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Lions don't make the Super Bowl. I'm convinced, at least I was convinced, that it was going to die before the Lions made the Super Bowl. Maybe my daughter would get a chance to see the Lions Super Bowl. Maybe my daughter's daughter or son would get a chance. But I was pretty convinced, pretty convinced that it was never going to happen for me. Never. But now I have a little bit of hope. I think Brad Holmes is the real deal. I think he's an excellent evaluator of talent. I think Dan Campbell really showed something last year. Started one in six and somehow guided his way out. Chance to make the postseason. The only way you kill SOL is you change the Lions fan narrative of what success actually is. Right now, success is, can we make the postseason? We'll be happy. Success is, a 10-game stretch where the Lions went 8-2 and two and Jared Goff didn't turn over the ball not even once. That's considered success. The barometer and bar is so low that the littlest, smallest thing is considered success. And Lions fans take it and run with it and they say, you know what? 
maybe we're headed on the wrong track. To kill SOL, you got to make a Super Bowl, then win the Super Bowl, because that changes the expectations. We need to be like every NFL city. We need to expect to play for championships. Forever it's been, well, let's hope we make the postseason. Ooh, if we can get a home playoff game, that would even be better. Heck, can we win a playoff game? Lions have one playoff win since 1957. That is the most insane, crazy, ridiculous, awful stat I've ever heard in my life. Other cities win playoff games by mistake. They don't even celebrate it. They just win playoff games. Here in Detroit, if the Lions were to win a playoff game this year, there would be a parade down Woodward. So how do you kill SOL? It's easy. You got to win a Super Bowl. You got to win a Super Bowl. All my best moments being Alliance fans ended with them getting smoked in a playoff game, whether it be to Washington or to Philly in the famous Lomas Brown guaranteed. What about 1994, New Year's Eve, Barry Sanders against the Packers, negative one yard. Thanks, Barry. Matt Flynn. All you got to do is say his name, send shivers up the spine of Lions fans. Lions had to win that game in Green Bay against the backup quarterback to get a home playoff game. And what did they do? Flynn threw like, I think he actually just threw for another touchdown right here in my backyard. So it's really been tough to be a Lions fan. And whether you believe in SOL or not, I do. I think it's this evil spirit and to kill it. All you got to do is win a Super Bowl, which, of course, is easier said than done. But I have hope. I do. I have hope that it could happen one day with this new regime. Or, like I said, this could be SOL's greatest work. Get us all pumped up. Get the nation to buy in. Get Vegas to buy in. Get us to believe. Get us just yearning for the football season. And then they lose to Kansas City and they lose to Seattle. And for good measure, they lose to, what is it, the Falcons the next game? To kill SOL, you have to make it a normal thing to talk about championships in this town. Not, let's win a playoff game and we'll be happy. So you got to win a Super Bowl. That's how you kill it. Then we get to have a funeral. Then we get the, give the obituaries. I will stand at the podium and I'll talk about SOL glowingly. Because he'll be gone. So I wanted to ask you. I thought it was a great topic in the morning show. The Stoney and Jansen show this morning at 97 won the ticket. I thought it was a great topic. What do you do to kill SOL? Because Costa saw the shirt that said SOL is dead. SOL is not dead. In fact, I wouldn't even say that out loud. Because you put it in the ether. SOL will get word of it. Watch this video. Next thing you know, he's going to come down and wreck your world. So he's not dead. But what do you do to kill it? Got to win a Super Bowl. We got to be like other football fans. We have to expect a title, expect greatness, not just, well, you know what? We'll get him next year. Or, you know what? We really killed that trade, Stafford to the Rams. Or, you know what? We had a great draft. No, those things don't matter. What matters in the end is actually having something tangible, which we've never had and probably thought we never would have. Again, I have hope now, but that's how you kill SOL. You change the narrative. You got to win a Super Bowl. What about you? I ask you the question, please, in the comments section. I know this is kind of a wacky video, kind of fun for a Wednesday, right? What do you do to kill SOL? Is it win a playoff game? Is it just simply get a home playoff game? Is it simply win your first division title since 1993? 
What would you say? What do you do? Let me know. Comment section below. And I'll read them all, as I always do. Speaking of the comments, I have comments for you. Every episode, I read the comments and the rates and the reviews, and I read one of the positives and one of the negatives. I got a positive and a negative from my last podcast. It was yesterday. It was titled, Michigan's non-conference schedule is a freaking joke. I believe that was the title. And I do believe that's the case. I gave a controversial opinion where I said, I would rather lose to a legitimate team, quality team in the non-con, like a Texas or a Notre Dame or, I don't know, Pickett, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn. I would rather lose to a good team than kick a cupcake's ass. And I got some kickback on that. And I got some comments. So here's the first positive comment. Then we'll read the negative comment. This one comes from at Austin Bros with a Z. It says, glad you're getting some recognition, Rieger. Always enjoy you on the radio. There you go. That's a positive. Now for the negative. Now for the blunt. Now for the, this is tough. This one comes from James Surreal, 2853. Obviously a Michigan fan, as am I, by the way, says anyone still talking about the schedule is so blatantly out of touch at this point. It's been explained that Michigan canceled the UCLA home and home series due to COVID losses and increased revenue of home games the past two seasons. The only reason they didn't get better teams on the schedule is due to lack of time. Don't worry. They go back to playing teams like Texas and OU next year. Same thing with UGA. The conference made them cancel the OU series because it was a new conference game rather than an OOC series. With less than a year before the season, there was no good teams left to choose for a game. Such a dumb, lazy take. So there you go. James Surreal's making excuses. I'm just happy next year, and James is right about this, the non-con gets a heck of a lot better and more competitive. And it makes a guy like me very happy. So this is episode three in the books, guys. We'll catch you tomorrow. What do you have to do to kill SOL? Let me know in the comment section below. Rate, review, get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check out the daily ticket wherever you get your podcast. And of course, right here on YouTube. And we'll catch you next time, which will be tomorrow bright and early. It's a pleasure as always. God, it's gorgeous out here, isn't it? Beautiful. Enjoy the day.